Welcome back, everybody. Let's take a break for Steve. Steve and Shane. Welcome back, Alex. Good to see you today, my friend. Yes, sir. Another nice day in the neighborhood. Beautiful. We have a special show today. We yeah. have a special guest. Yeah. An, an old friend of ours, a, a friend of the show. Brad my Foster. comic book father, as I like to call him. Really? Although he's only like 10 years older than me. He's not even that. <laughs> he's not even 10 years old. I think he's only like six. <laughs> it should be a good show. Uh, we, we've known Brad for many years. Uh, he's exhibited our shows for many years. He, he helped us with the dealer sales for many for multiple years at Ace. Uh, he's a great guy, very interesting, very interesting history, runs Sharp Comics. Uh, he's going to take us through, you know, some of the some of the pitfalls, some of the regrets, some of the bonus stuff, some <laughs> of the stuff that he's done well over the years, some of the stuff, that, some of the pitfalls and all that other good stuff. I think it'll be an interesting show for our fans. It's a little bit different take on the industry, a little bit different perspective. And uh, we hope you enjoy today's show. Yep. Welcome back, everybody. Today, today we have a very special guest, an old friend of the family. I would say, <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely. I could, I consider, I consider Ace like a, an extended family. Alex, I mean, most of the people that we've worked with over the years, uh, we've known these people for years and years and years. Brad mm -hmm. and I go way back. Uh, obviously, he was exhibiting at the shows uh, even before he started working for us. Uh, but he's got an interesting history unto himself mm -hmm. as a comic shop owner, as a comic shop dealer, and we figured. Let's try something a little bit different today. Let's get the perspective of a comic shop owner, of somebody who retails and sells stuff. We always talk about the buying and selling of comic books. We'll get a different perspective. We know Brad very, very well. Uh, Brad Foster from Sharp Comics. Brad, welcome. Thanks thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate you having me. <laughs> uh, so, Brad, just tell us a little bit about your shop, your shop, Sharp Comics, how long you've been doing all this good stuff and, and, and you know everything that we should know about Sharp Comics. Uh, well, I've been collecting books uh, since the mid 80s. Uh, I started buying and selling comics since I was 16, um, about ready to hit my 30th anniversary as a dealer next month. Yeah, wow. 1991. Long time. <laughs> um, I'm an oh, I'm an Overstreet Price Guide advisor. Um, I'm also a CGC authorized facilitator and witness. Um, you can find me uh, on Instagram and eBay under the handle Sharp Comics. Great, great. By, by the way, you know, you talk about anniversaries. 2020 was the first year since 1996. Every year from 1997 through 2019, I'd have been involved in running of a Comic-Con. <laughs> and 2020 was the first year did not run a show. 23 years, crazy, wow. right? It was a very sad year yes. last year. Crazy, very. Uh, the new year is getting off a little shaky too, my friend. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. So so on the show here, Alex always professes his love for, for Star Wars. He has his mm -hmm. little Star Wars cap. Mm -hmm. He does his Alex's pick of the week. A lot of times it's Star Wars and stuff. Pointing what was that, the, Alex? I'm, point, I'm pointing to my, my nine nub <laughs> picture. It's on a pedestal. Oh, yeah, nine nub. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, what is Alex doing over there? <laughs> and, you know... I, I'm a big collector. I have a, I have a pretty decent collection. You know, uh, you know, I, I try to, you know, collect things from our different events over the years. I have, uh, you know, Thor hammer. I have, you know, I have all sorts of cool stuff from, from my, from my time at all of our shows over the years. We've all got cool stuff. Brad, you've said you've been a collector for 30 years. We know you have a shop. Most shop owners have their own stuff. What is the kind of stuff that you look for personally? Do you have stuff from 30 years ago? Are you always looking for new stuff? What stuff do you have in your collection? Uh, well, as a child of the 
uh, late seventies and eighties. Majority of the books that I collect personally are stuff that I uh, grew up reading. Um, I always try to upgrade uh, copies, uh, you know, to get nicer quality. Uh, now that I'm older and have a better idea, a better sense of, uh, of, of grade per se. Um, so stuff I grew up reading, like Masters of the Universe, Thundercats, a lot of cartoon stuff, G.I. Joe, Transformers, things Archives. of that nature. Good stuff. Um, a lot of tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, things like that. Yeah. So when we have somebody like a Larry Hama at the show, are you somebody who feels like getting it signed is the way to go? Or do you feel like, no, my G.I. Joe has to be the way it was when I remember in the blue label? Uh, it depends on the book. Um you know, I, I guess, you know, between, you know, you and Alex can attest to this too. We've, we've been in this industry a long time. Uh, I do feel very privileged of the opportunities I've been given to meet a lot of creators, whether it's celebrities or comic creators. And maybe we've become a little jaded about what we get signed. Uh, I like it to be, <laughs> I like it to be something unique. I mean, yeah, you can go out, you can get Larry to sign a GI Joe number one or 21. Um, I like it when I can get sketches done. Uh, whether it's on a sketch cover, uh, not just an autograph on a book. Um, and it's always nice to meet the creators, of course, that you grew up reading their stories and, and seeing their art. So talk about some of the books that you have in your personal collection that you enjoy, and then talk about some of the ones that are signature series that you that you also enjoy that are part of your personal collection. Um, well, I, you know, I've got a lot of a lot in my personal collection. Um, but there's really not much from the eighties that I don't have, except for maybe like a turtles one first print anymore. Why uh, not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 I sell one of your cards. I had one you copy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sell a few cards. Yeah. That's another thing I, I'm into collecting is magic the gathering, but that's a whole other episode. Um, so let's talk about, uh, the, the signature series stuff. Um, I like to get signatures, that are that are tough ones. Um, the, the signatures that are harder and harder to get would be uh, celebrities uh, that don't do a lot of shows, don't have a lot of appearances every year. Um, again, been pretty fortunate to acquire a few, uh, some that other people may or may not have. Um, so I, who, I do really wanna... who do you got? Who do you got? Well, <laughs> um, I'm one of the very few people that owns a George Lucas signature wow. series book. I've seen that. Uh, how'd you, which book is that? How'd you acquire that? Uh, well, I've had a couple done um, over the years. Um, and due to the way that signature series is done now and has been done for a while, Lucas really isn't an option anymore. Uh, so I don't really want to get into the details of how the books were done. <laughs> uh, they Give were legit. Give away your secret sauce. Give away oh, yeah, secret yeah, sauce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. sauce, exactly. Um, you know, there's been a few signings of people, uh, like Dan Aykroyd I've done, uh, Jessica Alba, I believe I might've been involved in the only Alba signing, um, an early Jesse Ventura signing, um, JJ Abrams, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think we did the first Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was part of that. So there's a few pretty special ones out there. Um, and I, and I still own, I think I own all, I think I still have all the books. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, not, and, it's, and it's not like they were done on a Conan one or an FF one. I mean, a lot of these are done on copper modern books that it was just important for me to 
to get a nice quality signature on a on a on a on a nice cover. So I when are we going to see some of these books? I, I, you know, I've known you forever. I've never even heard about this. This. Brian, what's your what's your address again? And what's your your security? Co- <laughs> when are we going to see some of these books, Brad? Uh well, the next time you you, you make it into Illinois. Do you bring these books to the shows at all? Or you don't, these uh, books just stay in your, stay in your personal collection? There's, uh, there's a couple that I have d- duplicate signatures on that I, that I usually bring one or two to the shows just to show that they're available. And, and, you know, one of the services that we offer here at Sharp Comics is we do a lot of signature series uh, ops, so to speak. And not that we can get any of these particular signatures anymore but it just shows that we have the ability to go out and uh, offer opportunities to you know, get get your book signed and get them into your collection as a signature series book yeah it is interesting that you say that because one thing that the pandemic has brought on is a lot of private signings and there are a lot of artists out there that are you know we're always either unwilling or unable to travel and all of a sudden now they're like, oh, I could sign it in my house. I could go down the street five minutes away. I could drive, you know, Ace itself has done a bunch of these signings. And, you know, when we did the signing with the boys, you know, you know, Anthony and Aaron, you know, they were 30 minutes away. They, they drove over, you know, they, they spent, you know, three hours or so. They signed everybody's books and, and people really appreciated that. You know, I will tell you, you know, if you, if you take out the cost of the tickets of the show and the traveling and everything else, and obviously you don't get to meet the person, right? And that's a big, that's a big factor. But absent that, if you still want your stuff signed, at least it gives you the opportunity. But look, I mean, you know, Sylvester Stallone just did a signing. You know, Talia Shire is doing a signing. Burt Young is, you know, you know you've got a lot of these people that would never available before to do signings. And I think, the smart collectors out there are like taking advantage of it. Margot Robbie's another one. So it's like, you know what? Who knows if Margot Robbie's ever going to do another signing? So, you know what? Look, you get your, your Harley Quinn book signed. I mean, we did the signing with Ewan McGregor. He's been around a long time and he's never signed. And I can't say that he's going to sign again, right? Like we, you don't really know. So he's going to be a busy uh, man in the next couple of years anyways. Yes. All, all these people are busy. I mean, I remember yeah. after we had Zoe Saldana at our show in Seattle, I was like looking at her filming schedule and, you know, speaking with her agent and it's like, okay, she's got four more avatar movies. She's got another guardians movie. And then she's got another one or another couple of Avengers films. I mean, it's like, and those are not like, Oh, those 30 day indie film shoots. I mean, avatar, uh, you know, six Avengers. months. Yeah. I mean, I mean, these are long, difficult film shoots with heavy makeup, heavy, you know, like these are not just easy peasy films to do. Um, so, so yes, it is very, very interesting. So, so over the years, obviously every, anyone like Alex and myself, and we joke about it with a lot, Alex destroyed his toys. He destroyed his comic books. He's one of those kids. Believe me, I did too. So I can't, I can't, uh, I can't say that I didn't, you know, we've all taken the bit, the big beat, the Pokemon cards, the Yu-Gi-Oh cards, the, all the comics that, that we destroyed over the years. Um, so Brad, talk to us a little bit about what is, what was the best? First, we'll go through the best. What was the best purchase you ever made that you're like, you know what? I bought that X-Men one and I held on to it and then I got crazy money for it. Like, well, over the years, talk about some of the some of the highlights of, of what you've acquired and what you've sold. Well, it's funny you mentioned X-Men one because <laughs> I was actually talking to a good friend of mine, a good friend of mine about that book not long ago. Uh, I purchased the collection probably about four years ago. It was about three long boxes worth of uh, late Silver Age and early Bronze Age books. 
and they had nice uh, and, and the condition was probably vf ish on most of the stuff it was red and just kind of thrown in a box and sat there for you know 40 plus years so i, I make the deal i buy the collection uh it's got nice long runs of you know amazing spider-man uh daredevil x-men um some of the highlights uh, a few of the highlights that i can remember uh, I haven't written down somewhere in a log, but I know there were five Silver Surfer number ones. Uh, there was five uh, Marvel feature ones, the first uh, Defenders, I believe it is. Uh, the collector back in the day, he, he loved buying the uh, 25 cent square bounds. Unfortunately, there wasn't five giant size. <laughs> he didn't last that far into collecting because I believe that was 75. Yeah. Uh, but the two highlights from the collection uh, were a Daredevil one and an X-Men one. And uh, I ended up getting the X-Men one graded. Let's talk about the Daredevil one first. <laughs> the Daredevil one, I sold to a friend who wanted it for his personal collection. I sold it to him raw. Uh, and I think it was probably about an 8085. It was wow. a very, very clean copy, high gloss, nice colors. It was structurally a very nice book. Uh, so I sold that to one friend. And the other book I got slab, X-Men one, it came back an eight five CGC off white white, and at the time I think the book was worth around twenty three twenty four thousand bucks. My, the the buyer and I worked out a deal for him to buy the book, and I sold it to him. And it's it's the one book I regret not keeping. <laughs> because it was the absolutely and i still have photos of but i'll have to show you one day it was absolutely the nicest eight five x-men one you'll ever see ever uh and you know fortunately for the person that bought it who actually is a close friend of mine it went into his collection as well um the book i think one just sold for 51 grand last month wow and an eight four, five. four years right four years doubled yeah, four years. It, yeah. it literally double over doubled in value in four years. Yeah. And this book was literally a spine tick or two away from being a nine two. It was Jeez. that nice. Wow. Yeah. And and a nine two is I think that's over hundred grand. But yeah, X Men one. Yeah. <laughs> that's recently regret <laughs> regrets. I can't imagine recently. the thirty plus years of regret. Okay. Is there anything you still is there anything you still have that you did keep that you were like, oh, I, I was smart enough to hold on to this one? Yeah. Um, back in the 90s, when I was doing local shows, um, there was someone who I won't name. She's no longer with us, but she was a seller, local seller, uh, and she bought real heavy into early 80s, early to mid 80s Marvel and some late seventies. And I was very fortunate to buy a lot of stock off her, uh, very cheap, very reasonable. Um, uh, you know, we're talking, uh, Marvel spotlight 32s. Mm -hmm. that, that's the, that's the spider woman, right? Yeah. Um, got a, got a, got a bunch of those off her, wow. um, early X factors, like fives and sixes. I mean, this is, this is a person who, she wouldn't buy five, 10 copies. She'd buy 50 to a hundred copies of everything. And then every time we go do a show, she'd bring one. And, and then she sold it. She'd bring another one to the next show. And you can only do so many shows in a year. So right. you can imagine the kind of overstock 
she was sitting on that she literally paid, you know, half cover for. Right. So, um, but I mean, I, we, I can talk about buys. I mean, just like every other dealer who's been in the industry this long, yeah. we've all had those who, those of us who have, have had opportunity to buy right, um, have done very, very well. And I've been, I've, I've been called a hoarder by many people, <laughs> probably some who will watch this, uh, when, when it broadcasts, but, um, I, I, I thought, I think I've been pretty smart about what I've held on to over the years. And I've seen a lot of growth, uh, in my collection, uh, in my inventory. So hopefully that continues. Yeah. Alex, do you have anything, uh, that you've held on to that that's valuable or not really? Uh, I mean, I've bought valuable books that are still valuable, but I think as like the modern trends happening now, I think my, <laughs> my current Marvel Darth Vader run is probably worth, I mean, the number three with the first half is $175 book. And, you know, I paid half cover for it. I just kept it. That's probably the most jump I've had on any of my books. You've got a couple of signature series books from Ace though, no? Yeah. 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 Okay. So you got, you got a few things, you got a few nice books there. That's my, that's my hoard. He's got a few nuggets of value. (laughs) Right. Those are personal. Those aren't going anywhere anytime. So we've talked a little bit about heartbreak. We've talked a little bit about the upside. We've all had our heartbreak. I mean, I remember my dad and I, and I can't remember the guy, there was a guy that we used to buy a lot of sports cards from back in the name, the day. And uh, I remember he was heavy, heavy into sports cards and he had this massive collection of Marvel comics and he, and he had no interest in the comic books he just wanted. And he had one copy of every single Marvel comic from 1962 to the present day at that time, which was 1990, 1980 something. And they weren't necessarily in great condition, but it was a full run. It was X-Men 1, X-Men 2, X-Men 3, X-Men 4, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man. And I remember at the time uh, we went there and we had somebody working in our store. His name is Pat McCallum, who actually became the executive editor over at DC Comics for many years. So one of the probably the smartest comic book person I've ever met. You would never play trivia <laughs> with Pat, you would lose. And I don't care, Mark Wade, anybody else, I put Pat up there, you will lose in trivia. He's an encyclopedia knowledge of everything. What about and Danny Fingeroff? I heard he knows a few things. He does. He does. I, that's, that's true. I'm telling you, <laughs> I put Pat up against anybody. You do not want to compete against him. <laughs> and he's got a photographic memory too. So I remember a big reason why we bought the collection is that was the starting point for the first Wizard Magazine that came out when we were creating the price guide at the time, because he literally went through each book, writer, artist, penciler, whatever, and put all that information into a spreadsheet database at the time to create the very first Wizard price guide. Wow. Uh, And it was fascinating watching him. I mean, he probably looked at every one of those books inside cover checking out the, and he read them all and, and it was a wonderful collection i mean it's long gone um, not necessarily high grade stuff but I, I will tell you even by today's standards it's still worth a bloody fortune because yeah. even even mid and low grade copies of those books are worth but just just the completeness of it all was really more remarkable than anything i mean it was hundreds and hundreds of comic book boxes that we needed a box truck for and it was like, there weren't two copies. There weren't five <laughs> copies. There wasn't an issue missing. Like some person was probably was going to a newsstand every week Ugh. for every book for, for 25 years. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. So, so that, you don't that, see that, that I, very often anymore. No, long, no, listen, 
you know, you know, houses have been sold, things have been traded. It's always remarkable to me when you watch a show like Pawn Stars or Storage Wars and people find all this stuff in their house. You're like, oh my God, this has been sitting in a house for 30, 40, 50 years, right? And it's like, oh my God, like what, what even made this person say this, right? Yeah. So we, we, we've, all had, we've all had those moments. So that leads us up into today's, uh, you know, market. And, and Alex talked a little bit about it. You know, uh, Spider-Man 25, it, it, a fifth, it, the, the new Spider-Man book that just came out, the Patrick Gleason cover. 55. 55, yeah, 55 sorry. Yeah. And it, it's remarkable to me, you know, there was a period of time where new books just never went up. And then it's had a renaissance over the last three to five years where these new stories are coming out and they're immediately being featured in film and television or there's speculation, which is a lot of what Alex and I spend time on, speculation that they're gonna be in film and television and it just explodes. So Brad, starting with present day, let's start with modern. Is there any modern stuff that you're looking at that you're like, I really like that stuff? Is it film, is it television? Is it, is it the IDW, the boom, is it image? What, what are you looking at right now? When it comes to new releases that are coming mm -hmm. out, um, you know, I don't, I don't like to use the word invest with new books. If people want to speculate, uh, that's a little bit different term. Um, I think most of the modern books that are coming out these days, uh, when it comes to people who are speculating, um, if you are, I don't think there's a really long-term outlook for most books. Uh, I think you probably have a good six to, six to 10, six to 12 week run on a book while it spikes and then levels off. I think the Spider-Man book, it's a great cover. Yeah. Um, I gotta be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't buy in one copy. <laughs> uh, a lot of it had to do with, I knew a lot of local people that were gonna be buying heavy on the book. And I just didn't feel it was something I wanted to put my money into. Well, like um, they, I, they announced the second print, uh, the red right. cover, but they announced it before FOC. So the stores will be able to order as many as they want. So it's not going to be a low printed second print um, because the demand's already there. It's before FOC. They'll be able to order as many copies as they want. So, right. you know, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. And the Pat, I, I saw today that Gleason uh, released on his site, uh, the limited version of the red second print, along with you know the different options to have it signed and have it certified. And if I'm not mistaken, I think every option sold out mm -hmm. within 20 minutes of yeah. him releasing. So there's definitely a demand for that specific book right, right now. Uh, the red, a lot of it having to do with you know, I think uh, people are getting 25, 20 to 25 or more for the silver. And didn't that just come out last week? Yes, yesterday. Wait, today's Friday when we're recording this? It came out two days ago. So it was two days ago the book yeah. came out? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, props props to those people who did yeah. put their orders in. And I and I have the ability, I can order 10,000 copies of yeah. the book I want to and get it and get it at a good rate. Uh, but I, right now, what I'm putting my money, what I'm specking on, what I'm in, investing into is uh, movie-related, TV-related, which a lot of dealers are and have been for quite some time. Um, 
right now I'm looking at Dark Horse, mm-hmm. Aliens, Dark Horse, Predator, uh, the, all the different series, especially the first series, um, raw or graded, as long as it's high grade, nine six or nine eight. Um, I'm looking at uh, Moon Knight more now mm-hmm. that Marvel Studios announced they're going to be uh, releasing. I believe it's a film uh, with Oscar Isaac. Um, no, I think isn't it going to be a TV, TV show? TV Disney show. Oh, a TV yeah. show. I'm sorry. Uh, which, is, Plus, which means okay. there's going to be a lot more. A film's only two hours. Disney right, Plus, right. you got 10, 10 hours, which is even better. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, yeah, any, anything Marvel Studios related. Not, I'm not so much into DC. I've never really been a DC reader. Uh, but when it comes to uh, investing, specking on books, I'm uh, you know I'm I'm more into uh, hitting my home runs with Marvel, so yeah. to speak. Right. All right. And then in terms of the, the copper and silver and, and all that other stuff, where are you? Are you looking at copper and bronze and silver or are, is that something you're staying away from? You just think it's already maxed out or as they announce like the Peacemaker or some of these other ones, you're like, oh, I got to go back now, you know, 30 years and get some of this stuff. Bloodsport, you know. Uh, well, silver, not so much. Uh, bronze, I would say. If you can get your hands on a good House of Secrets 92 at a mm-hmm. decent price in any grade, great book to have. I still think All-Star Western 10 first Jonah Hex has room to grow, even though it really hasn't done much. They, DC hasn't done much with the character since the, the Brolin film. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to copper, I'm all about uh, the cartoon-related books. Transformers, G.I. Joe, Thundercats, Masters of the Universe. I mean, that stuff right now is, you know, 35, almost 40 years old in the case of That's Joe, funny. which came out in 82. Uh you know, there's a lot of people, especially my age, I'm in my mid forties, uh, that are looking to buy those in better shape, buy those nine, eight graded copies, whether they're signed or blue label. And, and, and I'm seeing a lot of good growth. I mean, Transformers one is in nine, eight is a thousand dollar plus book all day long. GI Joe one in nine, eight. I think it's closing in. If it's not already a thousand dollar book in nine, eight Thundercats one, that's 700 plus in nine, eight masters of the universe. That's the one out of the four, I think mm-hmm. has the most room to grow. Uh, I think right now you're looking at the Marvel book, the Marvel from the 86, the star. Uh, I think right now that's around the 275 to 309, eight. I don't see why in the next couple that's of years. Cheap. Yeah. I don't see why in the next couple of years that can't be a five, $600 uh, dollar yeah. book. Right. So again, it, it, it always circles, seems to circle back to the TV and film stuff, which we've seen heavy. It's a lot of what we focus on here. Um, you know, I do wonder though, you know, like when you take a book like Mysterio, you know, the film came out, Jake was in it. We don't know if we're going to see the Mysterio character again. Does that mean the, the life cycle on that book is over or does that just, it's, it's, it, it's going to plateau and people are always going to want it because it's been memorialized in the film. I don't think the book's plateaued. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I think when it comes to a book like that, and uh, that character was in that one film, uh, whether he's going to make it into future films, we don't know. There's a certain window of opportunity you have in order to uh, buy or sell that book at a certain rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the opportunity to sell that book, uh, you know, to make a nice profit. Uh, because there's a good demand, I think that opportunity has passed and people who own that book that want to resell it, uh, I think they need to wait for another window. And sometimes that could take two to three to five years. Uh, uh, perfect example, when Hellboy came out, if you missed your window, 
in was it 2004 for the first movie to sell mm-hmm. that next men 21 or right at san diego comic-con comics number two uh you're lucky enough to get a window a few years later when golden army came out right and if you missed that window you had to wait another what 13 years 14 yeah. years until the most recent film came out by you know there's a lot of people who didn't hit that first window maybe they didn't hit that second window and that, this is just an example of mm-hmm. um you know, you need to take advantage when you're buying or when you're selling. Right now is a good time to buy that book. If you yep. want that book, you're, you're going to get it for uh, probably a cheaper price than you could, you know, two, two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. Uh, but you right. just got to follow the market. You got to follow the trends. Right. Now, the last thing we wanted to talk about today was Signature Series. It's something that we're heavily involved in at ACE. I know it's something you're heavily involved in at Sharp. You do a lot of pre-screening. You do a lot of stuff. Sometimes we do a lot of actors. Sometimes we do artists and writers. Sometimes, which I find a little odd, people will have the illustrator or the writer sign a book and then have the actor sign a book. And I feel like people don't like to mix the two. It's either like, oh, let's get the actor to sign it or let's get the the artist or, or writer to sign it. So Brad, talking a little bit about Signature Series, you know, talk to us a little bit about what you like. I personally, I like the actors signing books. My favorite are the ones that are scenes from the film. Like you have the Hawkeye cover with Ant-Man on it. You get Paul Rudd and Jeremy Renner because that was in the Civil War uh, hangar scene. Like those are the kind of ones, or you just get, you know, you get a Black Knight cover and you have Kit Harington sign it. To me, those are cool, you know, to get those kind of issues signed by the actors. I see a lot of like people that are like crazy that think like, like it's sacrilegious to have an actor sign your comic book like why would you ever want that i mean and and like they're really like angry about it right as if there's something to be angry about uh the new homelander book from scorpion a lot of people got those signed by anthony Starr and aaron moriarty uh the starlight books that we did at at their signings i mean a lot we saw a lot of those so talk a little bit about signature series talk about your feelings on actors versus illustrators versus writers do you have a preference do you see a long-term value one way or the other do you prefer just the blue labels like if you had a boys number one would you have Garth Ennis sign it? Would you have Derek Robertson sign it? Would you have the actor sign it? Would you Jack Quaid sign it? What, what is your thoughts on Signature Series, Blue Label, Gold Label, and whatnot? Okay, so answer to question one of 100 you just asked me in less than 10 seconds. <laughs> Which, by the way, you've been so good at for so long, Stephen. Uh, well, first of all, um, when, when it comes to certifying a book, whether I'm going to get it signed or not, uh, it's all about... Uh, you know, what kind of value can I get out of a book between blue label and, and, and gold? Uh, so let's just say we're not talking about blue at all. Let's, say, let's just say I'm going to get every book signed uh, by everyone. Uh, when it comes to uh, an actor or actress, um, I like to try and get photo covers done if I can, if they're available. Um, if I can't get a photo cover, there one's not available in the grade that I need it. I like to try and have the signature done on a key. Now, uh, let me preface this by saying I I personally don't get major keys signed, AF-15, Avengers 1, FF1, stuff like that. I would rather have something uh, maybe like a copper, a bronze copper or a modern key done uh, with um, an actor's signature on it. Because I don't think that it's necessary for me, unless it's a really low grade, big key i really would prefer to keep the high grade mid to high grade keys blue 
when it comes to getting a book done in general, SS, uh, you know, there's a lot of things I look at when it comes to the signature. Um, how rare is the signer? Uh, is it a common signer? Is it a common signature? Is it uh, infrequent? Or is it rare or scarce or whatever you want to say? Um, the book itself. Uh, is there a demand for the book just as much in blue as it will be in gold? Uh, does it have to be high grade? Can it be a mid or low grade book that I get signed and still retain the value? Because there's, there's, so, there's so many factors that go into de determining what creator to get done or creators, what book to get done. Uh, there's a cost involved. Yeah. I mean, you got to pay the cost for the creator's uh, signature. There's, there's shipping involved. Sometimes two to three times the book needs to be shipped uh, between possibly facilitators to get done. Uh, then you got to pay CGC grading. Uh, it, it's, it's, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that go into getting books signed in general by whether it's a creator or an actor that I think um, the average person doesn't understand. Um, it's, 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 it's very time consuming. It takes a, sometimes there's a many people involved in order to get a book done properly to get back in their hands as their triple signed or quad signed CGC nine, eight yellow label. Um, sometimes it is easy. There's a lot there, you know, for example, CGC has been offering in-house signings for this mm -hmm. past year. Um, Those are good. What's, what's great about that is you can send the book down, the, the creator or creators can sign the book. They can actually have it pressed by CCS right there, have it graded, sent right back. Um, but that's for only a certain amount of creators, only specific creators that they're announcing. Uh, there's a lot of times where, uh, you know, the average fan, they want to meet the creator. They want to meet the actor. So they'll wait for the next show, even if it isn't until, unfortunately, maybe 2022. Um, but then there's people like me who can, uh, I have connections to uh, many people in the industry uh, and I can line up signings and get their books done in the exact same way for maybe people that CGC doesn't have for their in-house signings. When, when it comes to, oh, sorry, well, long story short, when it comes to signature series, um, you should just like, just like collecting comics in general, you should get done books that you enjoy owning. Yeah. Uh, what, you know, and if somebody else wants that book just as much as you and wants to buy it from you in the future, that's just a bonus. Yeah. You know? So from my perspective, my favorite book is my Avengers 223 signed by Jeremy Renner and Paul Rudd. I just, I love that movie. I love that scene. Such a great cover too. Yeah, and it was so. It's, it's got the white background. It's right. It's, it's it's great to get signed. Alex, what's your favorite? Yeah, Alex, yeah. what's your favorite uh, signature series that you own? Uh, I haven't signature series it yet, but it's probably my Kanan number one signed by uh, Kanan, the voice actor Freddie Prince Jr., uh, the writer Greg Weissman. Uh, there's a Katie Cook sketch on it of Kanan and Hera, and then the voice actors of Hera all in one book. I have to get it. I have to, I have to submit it, but. That'll be my favorite once it's done. Very, very wow. cool. So, so Brad, uh, on a more specific note, I mean, do you notice customers asking you for actor signed books? Do you notice customers asking you for artist signed books? Are they asking you for modern era, uh, Silver Age, Stan Lee books? What are your What are your customers asking you for? Like when you have your shop and you have your celebrity Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans or Henry Cavill or Gal Gadot. Uh, Brie Larson, are they looking for that stuff or are they looking more for the, the comic centric stuff or is it just a mix of both? Um, I, I'm getting a fair, I'm, I'm getting actually a fair mix of both. When it comes to uh, celebrities, let's just call them celebrities. 
most people that I talk to and deal with, they want celebrities on modern books because the books themselves are more affordable. Uh, when it comes to creators that I deal with, uh, most of the creators that I've been dealing with over the last few years have been people who have been, most of the majority of their work is like the 70s to the 90s, okay? Um, and, and that's when they want, that. that's the range of books that my clientele wants signed. Um, I do get a decent amount of newer modern creators being asked about. Um, I don't really deal with a lot of newer modern creators. I have other facilitators that I, uh, I do business with. A lot of times I'll pass that business along to them because either I don't have the relationship with those creators or I don't have um, the inventory to support doing a signing if books are needed. Got it. Are there some specific actors or specific artists and writers that people are asking you for? Is it Neil um, Adams, Stan Lee? I mean, what are they really asking uh, you for? Yeah, every, everybody always wants Stan Lee. Uh, we got a lot of interest. We have a lot of interest in uh, Donny Cates, uh, Jenny Friesen, uh, a lot of interest in her. Um, when it comes to celebrities, people are starting to ask about Gal again. They're asking about Tom Holland again. Uh, pretty much anyone that has come to an Ace show, people are starting to talk about, you know, because it's been a while since uh, we've had a show with guests and uh, unfortunately, those that couldn't get autographs when they had an opportunity really want them now. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Alex, you have anything else that you want to ask Brad while we got oh, him here? Great. Great. Brad, I want to see a picture of that George Lucas book. I just yes. want to see a picture because it's it's never going to be in my monetary wheelhouse. That's probably that's probably my well, there's two books in the in the collection. That's not to say they can't get they they will never be sold. Eventually, you know, something's going to be sold. But there's there's two books in the collection uh, that are my prized books. Uh, one is an Empire uh, is a Marvel Super Special sixteen, The Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. uh, that's signed by I think ten or twelve cast members. Wow, um, including George. Uh, and then the other is uh, a copy of the, the Hobbit from Eclipse. And I think that mm -hmm. was 88 or 89 that came yeah, nice out. PT pre K Russell. Is that Russell? Uh, nice art on the cover. Square I'm not sure who did that one. Might be. But that's signed by, I think, three or four cast members of The Hobbit, including Peter Jackson. Wow. That's not an easy one. New Zealand's no, I, pretty I, far. I, yeah. <laughs> you want to get Peter, you got to give him a call. I believe he's in New Zealand. Well, Brad, I will say that you're in my top five dealer sales reps. Oh, uh, that's pretty big. Alex, I only work with four other people. <laughs> I broke the top 10. I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you missed the last part of it, Brad. <laughs> I, I, I only work with four other people. <laughs> of course. Love it. All right, Brad, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate having you. Uh, we will see you next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Thanks, guys.